Andy's listening, right? Hi, Andy. Hello. I don't even need to ask if anybody's listening because I have cheated. You have? So you saw the one really bad review? I haven't read it yet. Oh, let's read it. <laughs> have you not? Your face just went south. Uh, I did not see that, no. Is it recent? I guess so, yeah. Okay. It's a frowny face. Okay. Uh-oh. One star. Oof. Why are we Hurting doing why are we doing this to ourselves? Hurting our averages. Oh boy. Okay. You ready? This is good though. Let's we have to take the good with the bad. Uh-huh. Okay. That first episode was a tough listen. I tried to listen to one more, but it just made me really sad. Started out funny, but took a turn. At least they're honest about what they believe and who they hate. Oh, well, you know, listen, when you go the fuck off on a large percentage of the human population, you're going to get a one star review. I do want to talk about last week, but also I I want to thank every let's read one great review. And also, oh, we got a ton of reviews. Yeah, we got so many that were, I think, 10 closer to Eckhart Tolle. And wait, are you serious? Yes. And also, I have to say. We need to make like a national St. Monica Day. Our patron St. Monica Padman. I cannot believe how many listeners she's directed to us. And also, they seem to be very into leaving reviews, which warms my heart to no end. It's incredible. Okay, this one's from Mommy 15 Wednesdays are my favorite. I love this podcast, and I'm so happy my friend Kaylin recommended it to me. Holy Shut crap. This another is what, one. We're talking about word of mouth. You put it out to the universe, Elizabeth. I a, did. A couple weeks ago. Wow. That's all you have to do. You just have to secret it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. You've got to believe in the higher power. Okay. And Andy, secret stop it. it. But yes. <laughs> I love this podcast and I'm so happy my friend Kaylin recommended it to me. The banter between you two gets me through my day and I can't wait until Wednesday for another episode to drop. I just wish I had been on the bandwagon sooner and heard your other podcasts. Welcome aboard. Thank you. Well, yes, and I wanted to say for anyone who's curious about our other podcast or our older episodes, uh, sadly, we have over 1,300 past episodes that are on Patreon, patreon.com slash totally lame. Mm-hmm. And for the mere price of a, of a, a modern day coffee, $4 a month, you have access to all of those. Yeah. For two extra bucks a month, you get access to any content we're putting up for Nobody's Listening, which we did a live stream a few weeks ago, which was so much fun. I think that that's, we're probably going to do many more of those. That seems like a really fun way to engage with our Patreon listeners. And what we did was we answered old totally married questions, which was really fun. And then also just chatted with the yeah. Patreon. I had a blast doing that. Yeah, that was great. This is from. Did I say it's patreon.com slash totally lame, L A I M E? I don't know. I don't know either. This from Sir Neener39. Take that, Eckhart Toll. E. E. OG Lamewad <laughs> here. So happy to have you back in my podcast lineup. I love your relationship and could listen to your banner all day. Can't wait to see the big plaid couch. Woof. Ooh. Holy crap. We got like. I know. A gazillion reviews. You know what? I almost feel like this is like so nice and heartwarming. I feel like I should have prepared. I'm seeing Monica's name at least seven times right now. I know. We might have to do something like shout out all these people or something. This is, I'm sorry, guys. I wasn't prepared. 
Holy shit, there are a lot of reviews. I Thank know. you guys so much. And Eckhart Tolle, suck it. Oh my God. <laughs> well, let's We're talk, on our way. Let's talk about that to, okay. to speak to the one Debbie Downer review. I, I have one other thing to say. And okay. oh, and it's going to lead into your Debbie Downer review. Okay. I want to lead one more review real quick. Um, and this one's from Demonic Yannick. My wonderful wife introduced me to the sh- Your Awesome Show in 2019, and since then, the Totally Podcast universe has been a staple in our house. Love that my favorite podcast is back, and I can hear what's currently going on with Elizabeth and Andy. I look forward to listening each and every week. Edit. Noticed I left this as a one-star. Ha-ha. But it is a five-star review. So I think what they're saying is accidentally posted as a one-star review, then fixed it. So I just want to say to... Batito 22, you can go back and fix your one-star <laughs> review. Let's see Thanks. if we can win Batito over. Thanks to Demonic Yannick. Demonic Yannick. Okay. Solid username. Here are my thoughts on last week's episode. Wait, we don't... We're just assuming that this bad one-star review is that you think they listened to last week's episode first. What if they're well, talking about the very first episode? Well, or was I, I railing on... Okay. Oh, I know you want to talk. I'm so sorry. I'm <laughs> stepping all over you. Can't... <laughs> I felt that way actually. We we had friends over last night, new friends. Like mm-hmm. we had a play date basically, and the parents oh, came yeah. over. I realized, you know how sometimes your rhythm just doesn't align with other people's rhythms, or oh, okay. I realized I kept interrupting them, and I felt really. I totally noticed that. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't notice that at all. You just did it to me again. <laughs> I, I didn't notice that though. Okay, that's good. I don't know. I, I definitely noticed it, and I was like, "Jesus fucking Christ, let them finish!" But it it was more like I was excited to f- about what they were saying, and was excited yeah. to contribute. And I sometimes, I mean, I think I there's an art form to that, especially working in a writer's room on Zoom. Yeah. Oh, I bet. You know, it's like double dutch. Like, when are mm-hmm. you going to jump in? How are you going to jump in? And now I have the luxury of being. Upper levels, so I don't. You don't have to worry about that. As I much. don't have to worry about it as much, but I still want to be very considerate. But sometimes I'm watching people that I'm like, "Get in there, get in!" Like I can tell they want to get in, but they're just being so respectful. Yeah. Um. Okay. I do think one of our first episodes, we also I specifically just went off on Christianity. Mm. So that might be what that is, but. Last week's episode, I recognize, like, we started talking about Eckhart Tolle, (laughs) a spiritual teacher that I enjoy. Enjoy? I do enjoy him. I mean, yeah. Guzzle him up. Yeah. Um, Then went into how this woman, Artie Sakara, who I follow on Instagram and I respect deeply, Gave me a new perspective mm-hmm. on her relationship with, you know, like that it's not about religion. It's about an individual's individual relationship with God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Then we ended up just fucking railing on, on religion. Then that night we went to a wonderful birthday party mm-hmm. for someone yeah and we it was like a sit down thing it was really nice and we got to sit next to people we didn't know at all Mm -hmm. and it was a rabbi and her wife Mm -hmm. 
and had a delightful evening talking to them. And of course, I asked them what they think happens after we die. And, and you know, then we get into the Uber going home. And the thing you said to me was, did I go off on a religion too much on our podcast? <laughs> because I think it was just interesting perspective. And I said, I said, I don't think so. But what I also said was, of all the religions, now this is not necessarily true in the sense of like, I think there are a lot of people who would disagree with this, but mm -hmm. in United States culture, let's say, mm -hmm. I find Judaism to be the least problematic. And in large part, that's because what we were talking about at dinner, which is that they're not hanging their hat and everything on if you behave this way here, you'll get into heaven or, you know, there's this like, there are rules to get into heaven because they don't necessarily believe in heaven. Yeah. They uh, view the afterlife for the mystery that it is. Mm -hmm. And so I think that diffuses so much of the fraught angst and stuff now i know that in terms of like i don't need to get into you know the palestine israel conflict there's lots of stuff that's okay intense around judaism and but what i mean is here in the united states the way i think jewish people which i mean ostensibly you are one i don't culturally really you're a Jew. Sort of, yeah. You're a Jewish person. Yeah. Um, sort of. Not sort of. I don't think. Okay. I mean, yeah. I don't really think of myself. I don't think this is true. What you're I about think to I, say. You know, it's like half. I think half. You know what? I think you're right. Yeah. I think you do think of yourself as Jewish, and I would love for our kids to. I mean, we celebrate Hanukkah. Mm -hmm. We talk about it. We. Uh, so, you know, we will talk about what the things on a Seder plate represent and, and discuss that. And we talk about, but I would love to lean into that a little bit more for our kids. Listen, I, I think what you're talking about and what the Jews have going for them, which I had a takeaway, is when we sat next to that rabbi, yeah, you would have never known they were a rabbi and they wouldn't even have mentioned it unless we asked, which I don't think you can say the same about a Jehovah's Witness, about a Mormon, <laughs> about an evangelical priest. I feel like I feel like so many of those religions, especially the ones that are going door to door, recruiting and whatnot, the Jews are never knocking on doors trying to get you to come over to their team. They're happy in their team and they're just chilling out and they're not thrusting it on you at all. That's what I really respect. Yeah. Now, uh, I hate to do this. I, we don't need to. I don't need to tear down anything. But I've been watching like Escaping Polygamy and all of these mm. documentaries. And for anyone who hasn't heard my, our Sister Wives episode that I did with Casey Wilson and June Raphael, um, last week's Bitch Sesh, which is Casey's podcast with Danielle Schneider, where they usually talk about real housewives. Okay. We're talking about another type of housewife. Sister Wives, season 17. Yes, we've all watched 20 seasons of... Wow. 17 seasons of 20 episodes, yes. Um, They're not paying those people enough, by the way. Oh, we get 
so into it until okay. the podcast because we're laughing about. I'll just do a very brief <laughs> recap, but Cody, the dude, yeah, he's he kind of fancies himself like a a Chris Jenner type, I think, who's like he's got all these bitches, he's getting up on TV and blah okay. blah blah, and this is their like originally was going to be like how they're going to promote how wonderful plural marriage can be. And it's not always that FLDS, like whatever. Yeah. Well, we realized during the season, season 17 and how many TV shows have 17 seasons? Very few. It's always sunny. Grey's anatomy. Keeping up with the Kardashians. Simpsons. Simpsons. Well, they're still just getting special thanks from TLC. Like, what do you mean? In the credits, they're not producers. They're not like they should be. They should. It should their be names, their show. Their names are. It should be a Brown family whoa. production or whatever. This Yahoo. I mean, he's. That's why I was joking. Like he just needs to make one singular phone call to UTA or CAA. Like someone needs to step in and. Wow. I, we guesstimated that. All four of them together mm-hmm. are maybe making fifty grand an episode. How many episodes are there a season? Twenty. Don't worry about the math. They have a million children. It doesn't work out. Wow. Okay. So anyway, I want to say one last thing about religion. Have you wrapped up the religious thing or no? No, I haven't. What I wanted to say is, um, I. I still feel the way that Artie kind of made me feel, which is people are going to exploit other people anytime that they can. You know, unfortunately, religion, the basis of religion is people putting blind faith into something, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we can go off on something. And I feel particularly passionate going off on the Catholic Church, and I feel like I've earned that right because... I've been uh, affected negatively by Catholicism. Mm -hmm. But, like, I also appreciate people putting blind faith into something. You know, like, that's being vulnerable. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we go off on it, and then I also feel like (laughs) then we leave, and then I go, well, I don't really feel all the way that way. It just, like, it depends on different things. I think right now at this point in time in history, it's very easy for me to feel really negatively towards the Catholic church and then also the far right, because they even just blanket based on the hypocrisy of how they behave and what they believe, which is the polar opposite of what Jesus was about. Like that really gets my blood boiling. Mm -hmm. But anyway, I, you know, Last night we watched John Stewart with a uh, Alabama Arkansas Arkansas governor or like I don't know. Yeah. Talking about the laws that they passed that are directly affecting trans kids. Harming trans kids. Yeah. And it's all because of their stupid stupid misguided religious ideas. Yeah. And he really I mean, he really distilled it down into a way that's undeniable. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. 
they are withholding medical care as though you would say, no, your child who has cancer doesn't get to get chemotherapy because my cockamamie religious ideas think that they shouldn't, which there are religions that don't think that kids should get medical care. Right. Um, so, <laughs> you know, what? how would people feel if those people became in power and said, no, no one can get medical care anymore? Right, right, right. Like, but that's what it, it's just very infuriating. So I just this is a big way of saying we're speaking to how we're feeling in the moment about religion, but it's it's not always cut and dry. Like, yeah, I, <laughs> I wanna, feel one way one minute and I feel another way another minute. I want to clarify my stance real quick because I felt I felt weird after that episode. Yeah. Uh, dropped because I feel like it might feel like attacking people that believe in those things right which i don't want that to come across I, that i don't think because i think these organizations for individuals can provide a sense of community can really be helpful to other communities can be very helpful for people in different journeys and stages of their life what i have a huge problem with is any organized religion or cult that is making people feel like they're better or other than other groups and so many of these organized religions have committed so much fraud over the years, mm -hmm. and they're responsible for so many wars over history. Mm -hmm. And it's all because they're like distinguishing your, they're making one group feel better than other groups. Other rising. And I just think that's horrible. And then when you tack on to that, where my blood really boils, which I think I've gotten this across, is especially in cults and fringe religions the abuse that happens there as well. It it just infuriates me for some reason. Like it is, I don't know. But so that's the thing. But I'm not, we're not calling out, you know, someone, we have good friends that are very religious. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I think that's very well said. It's not about the people specifically, unless the people are using their religion against other people. Mm -hmm. It's more about the actual leaders of the religions or the institutions or I mean, the Catholic Church, like, however many layers at the top that have just condoned and swept under the rug and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's make, let's get out of religion. Okay. Let's talk about something I'm very, very excited about. Oh. Oh, wait. Before we do, will you talk about that TikTok? I thought we did. No, you talked about it at that party. Oh, yeah. I yes. think. Yes. Okay. Okay, so I saw this TikTok. Wait, let me tee this up. Okay. I feel like our listeners know that I was listening to Something Was Wrong, the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of all about catfishing type yes. stuff. And we've definitely teased out like a podcast series. We're going to be putting out a limited series of three or four episodes mm -hmm. probably. Um, I think that's probably going to be a January situation now looking at it all said and done. Yeah. Um, but very excited about it. And uh, so this is very much the forefront of my mind is people, again, trusting people, which is important. Mm -hmm. I think it's important that yeah. we all don't harden our hearts. But how basically fucking crazy people can be but anyway go ahead andy tell the story of, oh, okay about this yeah TikTok. so i saw this on tiktok maybe we'll try to find it so we can post it because i think it i think it got, went pretty viral on tiktok 
But so basically this guy is like super handsome influencer-y Instagram guy. How handsome? Describe him. Like uh, dark black hair. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like an actor. What's his build? Hold on. Let me try to think of an actor first. I can't think of an actor. Freddie Prince Jr. maybe. Okay. <laughs> like he has dark hair, circa right? 25 years ago? I don't know. I don't know okay. many. I'm trying to think of like current actors. It's like 50. Uh, okay. Don't worry about it. it but matter. what's his build and like what's his vibe? <laughs> I don't know because it's just like a torso shot. So like okay. uh, I would guess probably 6'2". Okay. Um, 180 <laughs> pounds but like fit. Okay. Okay. Um, and from the, I think probably had like a pretty big Instagram account, I think. Okay. Jeez. Um, so anyways, and it sounded like he was pretty avid social media-er. Okay. So he's, um, posting about his life and whatnot. (laughs) So he dates, um, he starts dating this girl because they have a magical of all magic beginning. Tell the beginning. So- they um, bump into each other at Fashion Island. And if you guys don't know what Fashion Island is, it's, it's a dream, uh, mall, in dream mall in Orange County. Just delightful <laughs> upper crust mall. When I would you're call there, it. you feel good about yourself. Or very less than. <laughs> um, so bumps into this woman there. They kind of meet, have this little exchange. Then shortly after, bumps in at like a grocery store and it's like whoa who is this girl the guy's thinking and then the icing on the cake he goes to disneyland and he's in line at some ride like space mountain or something and who's right behind him in line but this girl and it is magic the stars have aligned the the day at disney together like the stars have aligned and they start dating and this is where you know i read into everything if i were Bumping into someone. I mean, well, us. Holy shit, the twist that could be here. Us bumping into each other <gasps> is was, luckily that was before Instagram, so we don't need to go into, but like, yeah. you and I felt definitely like, this is more meaningful than any, than just meeting someone, obviously. Higher power, yes. again. Um, we <laughs> believe in the higher power. So, they date, they're dating three or four years Meanwhile, this girl, the girlfriend, has a business going with her best friend. And the business turns south. Mm -hmm. And they have a huge falling out. One problem, um, this business partner knows a secret. And she decides to tell the boyfriend the secret. Oh, boy. And the secret is the stars had not aligned at all. This girl, the girlfriend, was obsessed with this young man. Psycho. And stalking him on Instagram. And then when she saw he was going to that mall, Fashion Island, was like, here's my opportunity. And how the guy tells the story is that she saw he thinks she planted like a tracker on his um, smartwatch. That's his assumption. But so either smartwatch or phone or something, somehow his shit gets hacked in a way that she's now able to track him. Oh, so she my God. knew he was going to the grocery store. He, she knew he was going to be at Disney, Disneyland. knew where he was in the park. He tells a story about one of oh the first God. times they go to each other's place that she either had at her house or brought to his house, like all these snacks. And he was like, oh, my God, those are 
my favorite fucking snacks. But it's like, yeah, man, she's been watching you at the grocery store, what you buy and stuff. <gasps> no. So he very, very smartly tells her like, hey, confronts her about it and is like, listen, I think this is something we can get through, <laughs> but I have to know the truth about it. Like, you need to tell me the truth about it. Um, but like, I think we can get through it. And so she confesses like, yeah, this is all true. And he's like, yeah, psych, I'm bouncing. (laughs) Which I I think is such a great play on his part because someone that would do that to you in that pivotal moment, you got to play your cards really careful because they're going to lie to you. And then this is like the icing on the cake of the story breaks up with the girl. Right. Mm hmm. And he then goes on a journey, maybe to find himself, shake this all off, goes to the Mediterranean somewhere, meets some woman and knocks her up, shotgun wedding. Mm-hmm. And Dave... You assume it's Mediterranean? Yeah, he says it's Mediterranean. Oh, oh okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Where would I pull that out of the sky? I don't know. <laughs> and then uh, day of their wedding, wedding's going and then guess what? No catering at the wedding. No food. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? They call the caterer and the caterer's like, yeah, asshole, your wife canceled yesterday. And they're like, "Uh, no, she didn't cancel. The stalker girlfriend posed as the wife and canceled. Oh, my God. And what's crazy about all of this and I to the bitter end, I don't do a huge deep dive on all this stuff. But what the TikTok that I saw that explained the crazy stalking story was in it was like a response to someone had asked, like, why did this girl cancel the catering at your wedding? Like, he told that story first. Oh, interesting. I think, yeah. which I thought was funny, where I'm like, I think the stalking story is way crazier than the so wedding catering. So you have some notes for this guy. No, you know what? In the end, he won. And maybe... No, I mean with how he's telling the story. Again, no. <laughs> in the end, I think maybe... I kind of do think I have notes, but then also I'm like, maybe he really did it the right way because I think he went viral with it. Yeah, I think he's an influencer. who are you to say he that he should? And I'm not. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you're you're putting all this on me right now. I'm really supporting this guy. Okay, emotionally and in his storytelling. Yes, yeah. completely. Yeah, I feel for this bro. Oh, bro, um, that is crazy. I mean. It's one thing to stalk someone and fake getting into a four-year-long relationship with them. Oh, that's something. That's one thing. That is one thing. But to then, he finds out and breaks up with you, and you still need to try to ruin this guy's wedding? No. Wild. People are so wild. She's a firecracker, that one. She. I had... So... Hilariously, I was listening to Eckhart Tolle the other day, who he has this kind of metaphor of like, he, all of humanity is a big ocean, mm-hmm. and each of us is just a ripple mm. in the ocean. Yeah. Like, this moment in time in these physical bodies, we're a, we're a ripple in the ocean, and all we see is the ripple. We can't see the ocean beyond ourselves. Yeah. Like, that we're all part of the same thing. Okay. But we're so focused on our own little ripples. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to this. I'm walking. And I see I'm going to the store, actually. And this lady comes out. And she's got two dogs off leash. And one zooms past me out into the road. And she's like, 
screaming at the dog and I can tell this dog needs to get caught. So I go try to catch it. And then it's like zooming around, taking off in and out of the road. Then the other dog is like running into the road and she's coming out after the other dog, but doesn't seem concerned with that dog. She, and, and people were approaching from the other side of where the zooming dog was and I was like hey can you help us it was like five teenage guys who could run faster and whatever um and they go to try to like help and actually they did ultimately Mm -hmm. help her get this dog but then she and I are approaching that them and I'm like I've stopped what I'm doing I'm helping her yeah and I'm like, do you have a leash? She has leashes in her hand. And I'm like, do you have a leash for this dog, the other one that's also now standing in the street? Like you wanted to take, borrow the leash to help her? Or just you were wondering? I was like, can you leash this other dog in the meantime? Okay. We've got this zooming dog around. Now this other dog's like in the street running around. Yeah. Like while we're trying to get that dog, let's not also. And she's like, no, no, that dog's fine. It's my dog. I don't even know what that means, you know, whatever. And I'm like, I'm like, okay. And then we're heading closer and that dog still is like running around and out of the street. Their car is coming. I'm like, can you just leash this dog? And she goes, I don't need your help. Go away. (laughs) And I was like, I feel like you do. And she goes, no, no, go away. Go. We don't need it. And it was like so obnoxious and aggressive. Wow. And I was like, okay, but my heart rate is just like, mm-hmm. I'm like, no good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. Just because I suggested, I mean, by the way, like you got one dog off leash that's, you know, I don't know. Not, I, I'm part of me, like having perspective, I'm like, Maybe I was overstepping or something and and it wasn't what, you know, she knows her dogs better Mm -hmm. and stuff. But with my eyes, what I was seeing is two dogs about to get hit by cars. Mm -hmm. And one, it seemed like she could easily leash, which is like one problem taken Mm -hmm. care of. Yeah. And she just also did not seem like she had her shit together in general. But it was also so jarring because I had already helped her. Like, yeah. I had actually alerted the people and asked them to get the dogs that or to get the dog. And then when I, I walked past down further and I looked back, they had gotten the dog. And I hear her going, thank you. Thank you guys so much. And I'm like, okay. fuck everyone. Okay. And then, but then I was like, we're all just ripples. We're all the same trying to get there. That's great. Yeah. Thoughts? Number one, mm-hmm. I acknowledge your feelings in this situation and how jarring and hard that must have been. And like, whoa, this lady just said, go away, right? Mm-hmm. I have a crazy thought, and this might be really hard to hear. Okay. <laughs> but I think you're going to maybe take something from it, actually. <laughs> I don't know. If I think about the canon of Elizabeth trying to help dog stories. Yeah. Dude, so many of them go south. So many of them are stories like this. No, there are like two or three. Out of all of the dog stories, Andy, this is not fair, actually. 
Okay. I'm just saying when you telling that story, I feel like I can think of like five situations where this these end really bad and they're really hard. I can think of you getting very upset in multiple of these cases and having interactions where I'm wondering maybe maybe it's something that you can just let go of and that you don't have to help these. I'm not going to watch a dog running past me and a, a human being who's yelling for the dog and just act like I'm not seeing it. I'm not a psycho. No, no, no. I understand that. But you're... But by the way, I this is annoying to me because mm-hmm. in the canon of me helping dog stories, first of all, a lot of times it's really irresponsible owners Agreed. who get themselves in these situations. Absolutely agree. So in that situation, actually, of course, afterwards, I thought about what I would wish I would have said. I, I did. I like completely gave up and walked away. Mm-hmm. But I wish, I mean... I wasn't trying to help her. I'm trying to help the dogs. Right, right. And right. while she's distracted trying to get this other dog and this other dog's in the middle of the street with cars driving by, yeah, I'm trying to help those dogs. I don't give a fuck about her. I understand and, that. And that is where the friction comes in. Now, I'm way less like if I see a dog off leash now with their owner, I don't say anything. It does. It barely even bothers me anymore. Yeah. Back in the day, I was like hypersensitive to it because I was also working in dog rescue and seeing the consequences of that type of thing all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Back in the day, I would straight up just yell at people to leash their (laughs) dog, which maybe made me. I mean, we talked about this like. We talked about me in the dog rescue class looking around and being like, this is my future. I have to get out. Your heart was your heart is so in the right place. I want to really, really acknowledge that. I'm just saying that the these horrible owners don't appreciate that and the amount of stress and combativeness that they've made you endure. But I'm like, what other examples? I can think of one at La Mill. One at La Mill, I can think of one thing that happened at the park near La Mill, an incident. Um, I can think of, um, I mean, just multiple, like, leash your dog, those small, uncomfortable interactions. I can think of even the dog that we rescued recently that became a whole fiasco. Um, That doesn't really count. I mean, that was just me being like... But there's there's numerous times though that I can think of where you've been like these people yelled at me like these owners become unhinged. Um, well, but I don't. I, that doesn't feel fair to me. First of all, the most recent one where a shepherd got out. This is another thing. Either I'm the only person who's doing something about it. I mean, that was the case here. There were like seven other people who saw this dog. Yeah, getting. I mean. I thought this dog was getting hit by a car. It it was like a miracle how closely they missed this dog. I go hobble home. I mean, also I'm doing this like with my back fucked up. Yeah. Get the leash, go back and get the dog and bring it in to our yard and trying to find the owners, putting up signs, all of this stuff. I could tell it was someone's pet. It was a beautiful dog, sweet dog. But also, I don't want a huge shepherd. <laughs> like, you know. Right. And f- so, finally, and I go to check it. doesn't have its chip. There's no collar. There's no nothing. So, I take it to the shelter. 
knowing that I would keep track of it and knowing that I would not let anything happen. Like if after the two week hold is up, I would go back and get this dog. You know, Mm -hmm. it was more because that's a place that people look to get their dogs. Yeah. Um, Get a call from the owners who had been in New York and who were like, my daughter was watching the dog, has been looking everywhere for it, but have a hard time understanding that because now that I know where they live, I had put signs up at like the four corners in front of their house. Uh, Anyway, they go get the dog and I'm really happy and they text me pictures of the dog at home. I'm thrilled. Well, the dog's gotten out two, two more times since then. And because I had posted on next door, people are reaching out to me like, hey, I now have this dog. Right, right. And I, the very first time, said to the owner, like, please put a collar and tag on this dog. And then the second time, sounds like you have an escape artist. Let's put a collar. Like, where's yeah, this yeah. collar and tag? Yeah. It's got a tag. Third time. Why does this dog not have a tag on it? But because this... the other people would not be reaching out to me going, whose dog is this? Right. But what, I, what I'm saying is maybe you can let go of all this stuff. Like maybe, like, and it's only, and I understand that like you are the great citizen here that first and foremost has this genuine love for these dogs. Um, But it is a big, it is a stressor in your life when these things but happen. let go of what? I'm allowed to be annoyed no, that no, no, now no. my that time you, is taken up and I- Of course, no, no, no. Like I don't have a day to spend dealing with this dog that this all could be it's so selfish to me no 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 i everything you're saying is absolutely true this is what i'm saying you could maybe let go of being the person that in our car has a a spare leash but why and food in the car I, the dogs shouldn't have to pay the price for their annoying owners okay then that's i mean then it's 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 uh but i feel like you started out this conversation trying to kind of be like you're probably the annoying one here like this woman who told me to go away must have had a point that you're just not seeing. No, no, no. This is okay. You want me to, want me to say what I think happened to this woman? Yes. Uh, from her perspective, mm-hmm. one, she's a total asshole. Okay. Yes. Two, she doesn't care about these dogs as much as you. Three, though, this has happened multiple times, and I'm guessing in her mind she knows that this other dog that she's not worried about leashing is like not the problem or something. What Whatever this is, she's done this dance many times is what I'm guessing. Uh-huh. And she's an asshole and you're coming in trying to help in a way probably that she thinks is not going to be helpful. And she's also embarrassed that someone's trying to help her and tell her how to do something. And so she reacts like an asshole. That's yeah, what I'm guessing I do happened. think that's right. I mean, I do think that's all right, except, well, here's the other thing. Is I have, in my dog history, been in situations where when two dogs are off-leash in a neighborhood around each other, Mm -hmm. other dogs. No, absolutely. Like, I'm looking at the situation going, we could have, like, four other dogs joining this party shortly, jumping fences, because it riles up other dogs. That's something people don't know about dogs off-leash. Like, it's not... It's not about you trusting your dog, which, by the way, it's also, like... The people who have their dogs off leash are like not the responsible people to have their dogs off leash, if that makes sense. I, so that's this other thing I'm looking at. We're all in the middle of this street. It's an area where there are a lot of dogs just like loose in yards. There's one dog zapping around. I'm just like, this could escalate. Sure. And, 
she also didn't seem, I mean, I don't know what her health issue was, but she wasn't, I was like, put a little hustle in that muscle yeah, to get yeah, to this yeah, other yeah, dog. Yeah, She's yeah, just yeah. kind of like slowly walking down the street as I'm like running here and there. I don't know. It was all just Ma- so jarring. But I, what was, what annoyed me the most about all of it is her going like, I don't need your help. When I had already been the one to help kind of solve the yeah, problem no, I, by yeah. getting the other people involved. Like, yeah. it was very annoying. And I'm sorry, I'm so reactive, but I do feel like it's unfair in terms of, like, the canon of me and dogs. Have I had five negative interactions with irresponsible owners? Yes. Have two of those been because I was an asshole screaming out at the street? Yeah. But I have helped... I mean, I'm not trying to be like, I deserve a medal because the truth is I, I hardly help dogs anymore. It's very mm-hmm. rare. But back in the day, I was helping, I've probably helped a thousand dogs. Like, yeah, it's been a lot. So I don't feel like it's fair to say. But what I do think it's fair to say is that um, in my dealings with dogs, it has definitely lowered my, uh, my, um, what's my respect for humans mm. <laughs> because people just don't. I, is this fair to say? And again, maybe something that you won't love hearing, but that you're, you had to get out of the dog rescue thing because it wasn't. It wasn't a job that was giving back to you. It is like one of the most thankless, hard jobs. And I'd imagine like almost any social service kind of job is like this. Like whether it's, you know, it's it's hard. Even the people who are like wanting to adopt a rescue dog are mean to rescue people because they're like, they expect this to be a service that you're providing and like, the rescue people are there for the dogs. They're not there for the people. So right. it's it's very the people are, yeah. The the whole thing is has flaw or has hard aspects. To yes, it. yeah. But you do know people that have been in it and do amazing work and have been in yes. it their lives. This is their life's work. Yes. All I'm saying is those people might be built a little differently. They than are. You. They are. They That's are. That's all I'm saying. And I and I hope they're probably more easygoing and like. Like you're saying, they let this stuff roll off their back. When I, by the way, me bringing up this lady and this dog from a week ago or whatever, it's not something I've kept thinking about. I feel like I just thought about it. I don't even know how we got into this. I would be talking about this if I was you. This would ruin, this would be, this would rile me up. Well, I think the reason I brought it up is because it was funny that it happened as I was listening to Cartoli, and it almost was like a test. Yeah, yeah. And I will say, I think I let go of it more easy. I mean, I'm bringing it up now, and I'm I'm being reactive to your situation, which is all good and fine. No, I don't I understand. feel whatever. But the, I kept thinking like she's a ripple on a wave. Like we're both just ripples on this on on in the same ocean. Yeah. I need to have like compassion for her. Um, you know, she's she's riding her own ripple, whatever that means. Going to like the four agreements, like whatever that is, is her own shit. Yeah. And you don't know, like I could remind her of her mom who was like really critical and was like, 
I, I don't know what oh, yeah. it is. You can take so much comfort in it had nothing to do with you. Right. Even if in her mind in that split second it did, mm-hmm. you don't have to take anything personally. Do you know what else? Another place I went to, which is like a step too far, and I definitely pulled it back. But I even was like, I'm proud of her for having such immediate clear boundaries because well, it was jarring. It was like she was like, I don't need you here. I don't need your help. Go away. Go away. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? There was nothing for me to say to that except, okay. And yeah. like, I don't mean to, I just based on this one interaction, I'm like assuming that, you know, she, I don't feel like she has her, her shit together. Not that any of us do, but I'm like, you know what? She had to establish that boundary in the situation and she did it. And that's good. Yeah. It just, there was no acknowledgement of what I had already done to help her, which was what was annoying about yeah. it. Like, dude, if I hadn't been here, that dog would be dead. Yeah. Probably. Truly, I feel that way. Like, so because she she was half, she was emotionally panicking, but she wasn't like behaving. I, you know, she wasn't reacting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay, let's move on. I really did not mean for this to turn into this whole huge thing. Can I ask you one quick question before we wrap up? Yes. About boundaries? Uh-huh. How do you establish boundaries when you're walking into a grocery store with the solicitors? Because it has been such a thing with me lately. I feel like I keep getting bombarded. And you want to hear what I'm doing lately? Hmm. Is Because they can be very pushy. And yeah. now the thing I say is, like, I don't sign or give to anything outside of grocery stores and then I just walk by whenever they and that seems to shut people down god <laughs> jesus christ what do you do no one really says or does anything to me or I'll just smile at them and carry on you just ignore them or I'll smile but they're... here let me give you a tip yeah. put your airpods in uh, um airpods yeah. and a mask yeah but we have so much more to discuss. I feel like we got really off track with the dog thing, but I wanted to say a few things to our listeners because we have to wrap up. But next week, I want to talk about a few things. And let's not talk about religion next week. I'm so I already feel a little weird about it again. So yeah. I just want people to know that. And I never feel weird about anything on our show. I don't know why we're not going to talk about religion next week. Okay. Um, we do. I want to talk about a lot of fun things. Mm. Fall, cabin. Mm. I also. Uh, we didn't give a health update, but there aren't going to be videos probably for a few weeks because you had your nose cancer I surgery. I don't mind doing. I don't know. Yeah, there's probably not going to be a video this week. <laughs> Got a huge bandaid on across your face, and um, we'll give a health update because we have had some health updates. Oh yeah. But anyway, we'll come back to that. And I also want to talk about hobbies. Okay. So, Stay tuned we for have that a lot next week. coming. We do have a lot next week. Um, so you can find us at <laughs> patreon.com slash totally lame. And then also follow us on Instagram for when videos are back at nobody's listening right. Nice. Good night. Good night.